Strap on my ear goggles and I'm ready to go. Yep, yep. Trash Talk Radio! Coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington. My name is Lestro, and with me as always is the Guru. Yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh. And you know how this goes. We're here to talk a little trash on the week's run of the sports. I don't know anybody except the Guru, and the Guru knows all. Man, I know just a little something, something, man. Just a little something, man. Guru, it is episode number 59, and Adam Silver in the NBA has reasserted itself as the Philadelphia 76ers traded for Jimmy Butler. You know we're going to get into this one. How are the teams affected? Is this the end of the process? And is it enough to get Philly a parade? Then, Le'Veon Bell is taking the year off, Guru. What does it mean for him, the Steelers, and the CBA as a whole? Plus, we've got Guru's Week 11 preview with the Rams versus the Chiefs. The Vikes head to Chicago, the struggling Eagles head to New Orleans, and the Redskins and Texans battle in a matchup of division leaders. Then in segment two, it's Guru's Week 10 call-outs and shout-outs, our bets with Ben segment with Ben Carey from the Currency Kings, and you know we got a two-minute drill. Guru, Trash Talk Radio, episode number 59. Let's roll. Oh, man, it is good to see you again. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I am living the dream. Don't you pinch me, man. You're looking good, my man. Looking good. Got all trimmed up. Got man, the hoodie hold off. Hold man. Don't tell my dirty secrets, man. I was on my PNW look, man. That's what I was going to say. I'm growing the beard. As you know, it's a law here in the Pacific Northwest. You have to once a year if you want to stay yeah, in the area. Yeah, the guru tried it, man. But I can't get it to connect, though, man. I can't get it to connect, though. <laughs> See, that's you telling your dirty man. secrets, brother. That's not me telling them. <laughs> so, Guru, how was your weekend? Because mine was absolutely crazy when the news of oh, this trade broke. Man, to tell the truth, I took a bye week this weekend, man. No kidding? I took a, the guru took a bye week. You know, I chilled the wife, and we just sat there and just watched a movie all damn Sunday. So the guru didn't, the phone was off. I'm like, you know, everything was off. So the only thing I know was everything I read and got the highlights. And But the guru still watched the film, baby. Gotta I watch the film. still watch the film, man. Guru always watches <laughs> the film, NFL man. film pass, baby. Send that <laughs> check that I pay you guys, man. Send me that check. Right? Send it back. <laughs> Send back. Back that check up, baby. <laughs> Back that check up. <laughs> well, Guru, we're going to get into it right away here because my weekend was thrown completely off kilter on Saturday when news of the Jimmy Butler trade. The Butler bro. and the brotherly love. The Butler is coming to the city of brotherly love, baby. Guru, I got so much to say about this. Look at this fucking no- page of notes. I got so when much that happened, on this, I didn't man. even want to talk to you. I'm like, we're going to save all this for the show. Oh, man. I don't want to waste that, man. So let's. you want to start with my version of this or with your version? Your version. Okay, so... As you know, I'm a Sixers fan, right? Oh, really? Right, obviously. Mm, 10, 9, 8, 59 episode or 58 <laughs> episode later. <laughs> so I'm a process-trusting Sixer fan as we go into this. And I got to tell you, man, this one hurts. This one hurts. Now, 
as far as trades go, this is mm. Jimmy Butler for Robert Covington, Dario Saric, the ghost of uh, of Gerard Bayless, mm. Gerard Bayless's uh, shattered corpse, and uh, and a 2022 second round pick mm. or something. Mm. As far as the trades go, I got to tell you, it's a pretty good one on paper. You know, like like the math works out. It comes out in our favor. Like Jimmy Butler going for with for for just Covington and Saric, that's that's kind of amazing. The fact of the matter is, though, that, man, I love me some Robert Covington, and I love me some Dario Sarge. Those guys have been there for the past couple of years. We've been watching them play. We've been watching them grow. Covington, to me, is like, aside from Embiid, if any one player embodied the process, it's Covington. This is a, a D-League guy, the now the G-League, an undrafted free agent that they plucked out of nowhere. Sam Hinkie plucked out of nowhere. Last year he won deep. He was on the the NBA All Defense first team. This is a guy uh, on a great contract. Sarge is on a great contract. This one hurts. Uh, this is just it. It hurts, so, and I don't know if it's worth uh, it. So, so you telling me? Right, let me just let me just simplify this for you, right, Mister Lestro? Okay, bring Philly it on. Love. You're telling me you just give a whole rant on how you love Robert Covington, Rocco, who's Whatever, third, third team all in defense, whatever, right? Yeah. And then you coming out with a guy that's first team. <laughs> so I know. I know. You coming out with a guy that's better defender than the guy that's leaving, better offensive contributor than the guy that's leaving. I mean, I don't know about on paper, but also in my eyes, intangible, everything I see, I smell, look like this. Is a highway robbery. This looked like one of Mayweather's heists. <laughs> <laughs> this is this almost this, is a Mayweather this uh, level like heist. Mayweather, one of Mayweather's heists, <laughs> and that's what I think you're confused a little bit. You know, I think you can really realize because you're like, really, really, there, hold up, there's something to that. Is is this no way? This is what a what a six is. This don't supposed to happen to us. That's you exactly know? right, it's though. It's supposed to happen. How do we look? How, how are we all of a sudden the smarter organization than everybody else? Yeah, see, now this gives the 76ers three of, like, the top 20 players in basketball, you mm -hmm. know, with Embiid and Simmons and Butler on the floor at the same time. That is, that's impressive. The only other team that can, that can stack a lineup like that right now are, are, are the Warriors. It, uh, the Dubs are the only ones that can put together, like, three of the best players in mm -hmm. the NBA in a single lineup. But it also puts the Sixers in win-now mode, man. No, no. No, you don't think so? No, man. Because I think, here's my, I got to tell you, this is the other thing about oh. this. Jimmy Butler's coming at the end of contract. If he doesn't re-sign or they don't get a parade, this feels like no, a waste to me. Because I don't, man. I don't think the Sixers Dude, needed did Jimmy you, Butler. Do you think, do you, do you, you are the process guy. You are the Sixers, right? Yeah. The process is not defeating Golden State. That's not the process. That's true. No, the process is not, I want to defeat Golden State. That's man. true. The process is to put yourself in a position to win multiple championships yes. over a series of years. Yes. Yeah. So it's not about a now situation. But the question, yeah, with Jimmy Butler, it is because of his contract. Oh, with Jimmy Butler, is, you know what this is now? Is because what the process is, you got to go in the playoff and learn and get beat and come back. Every soup, every team. We did that. Every team. That's the first stage. Yeah, yeah. You still got to get. Now you got to go to the finals and lose. See, I agree with this. Those are the steps you have to go through. This right I, here. I totally agree. Is the process of losing. Like I picked you. We know it on TTO. I picked the Sixes to go to the finals. Right. I've been saying they got the best with the length. 
I've been saying this for a couple years now. They're basically last year and a half, they were built to take over and beat after Golden State. Right. That's what I've been saying. So that's what they want to do. But before you do that, they got to get defeated by Golden State. That's what this year is going to be. And that's going to give that hunger. That's what the process, that, that taste. But do you see Butler staying? I mean, that's. Of course. Because that's Where the question. Where is he going? Well, that's the other Where issue. Where is he going? Yeah. Now, of the, course. The problem with that is if he stays, then the question becomes how can they pay him the, the, the Supermax? Will they make it work? What happens to other guys? But I agree with you. I think the Sixers were built to win, and I don't think they needed to make this move except in a win now move. No, this. Because I think next year with the team they had last year, they're there. That was the they best needed, starting five in the needed, NBA. They needed a guy like Jimmy. He fits the city they of Philly. Oh, that's he's so true. He's the gritty. He is. He's the epitome of Philly. I got he that too. He fits that. So everything everything smells good. You know, when I told you last week, I don't know how to be around Calvin, so if I can smell shit, yeah. you know, and I don't got to be around a pretty woman to, to be like, oh, something smells good. Yeah. You know, you know when something smells good. This right here smell really good. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Because the issues with Jimmy Butler are very real. What has happened in Chicago, what has happened in Minnesota. Coming into this locker room, I'm not sure, and, and I want to be clear that I think this makes us a, a contender. I think this makes us a better team on the floor. The mm. basketball being played with Jimmy Butler will be better. He is what the team needs. He's the shooter they need. He's the creator they need. Somebody on the wings. Uh, this fits on the floor mm. very well. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it if it fits in in the locker room. You know, like Jimmy Butler is not necessarily known for being the kind of veteran leadership that a, a, a rookie squad like like uh, Embiid, Simmons, oh, and no, Markel no, no, need. No, 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 those days are over. That rookie nonsense, those days are done. They're not a rookie no more. That's it. No, they're not. They're, no. They're, 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 no, 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 no. But they're still young. Yeah, exactly. You say young. But you can't use rookie. That's true. None of them are rookies. <laughs> you can't use that no more. They went and they were playoff tested. Or oh, they no rookies. You don't call Jason Tatum a rookie no more. No. You don't do that. So there's no way Simmons and B. They're no rookies. They're young guys ascending in their basically in their star prime time right now. But Jimmy Butler is the perfect glue because you need a, what they're lacking now is that tough dog presence. That's what they're lacking. And he because is that, man. I don't think the locker room has – it's a weird – that locker room don't have any tensions. They don't have any situation. You don't hear anything crazy coming from that locker room. You could tell they love each other. You could tell it is a brother type of situation because they all been through something. And one thing they all have is each other to rely on. They all been have some – it could be injury. It could be this. Everyone has been through something in the Phillies locker room that everybody said, no, nah, they're not this. Now but, they will use all that but as it's far that as the shared, brotherhood. It's that shared uh, process years that, you know, Covington went through and Sarge was there for a few years. Is hey, hey, Butler coming into that change that? It. No, it fits it because what Butler's looking for is for the process of trying to win a championship. That's, what he's, that's why he left Minnesota. He felt that process wasn't working. That's true. That's why he's like, you know what? You guys don't have what it takes. They didn't fit that. That's it. Minneapolis don't fit Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler fit in Chicago. He fits in Philly. That's a Jimmy Butler type of cities, man. I agree, man. And you said it. He is exactly the kind of player that Philadelphia fans fall in love with, man, on any sport. He is that. He's a dog. He gets in there and plays. He cares. He's passionate. He gives his all. He plays defense. He's got the skills. The question is, though, is this is Joel Embiid's team. Do you think Butler is going to try and snake that in any way? No, there's, the Butler's no. 
No. No. You don't think he's got to be the guy in the front. That's the thing. Butler is not. That's that's the thing about Butler. You can say what you want to say. The thing is, he's going to play hard. He's going to give you everything you got. He's not out there. And Joel Embiid play hard. He has issues with guys that don't play hard. He had issues with Chicago with with uh, Western getting um, treat, different type of treatment, Dwayne Wade and all those guys. Like He's just looking like, dude, I don't want somebody who could ride and grind with me. Mm-hmm. You know, He's over there with Cat and those guys. They're prima donnas. He didn't like that. Now he's, oh, we know what Joel is. Uh, we know what Ben is. You know, we got, they got some dogs out there. That whole chemistry fits them. It's just like it's a perfect match. Just like when the Seahawks, for example, had um, Sherman and Wagner and all those guys, even though it was a full-stories locker room, but it was a perfect match. With Mike B, it was just a perfect mix at the perfect time. And you guys have that opportunity right now to win. Uh, I want to say only – I only see two championships, but you guys have that ability to get that too. So the question then becomes, is this enough to get out of the East this year with uh, with Kawhi and the Raptors just killing it, with uh, the Celtics who are a little bit struggling but completely stacked and super deep, and uh, and the uh, the new look box with, with Giannis putting yeah. up MVP yeah. numbers? Is this enough to get past the yeah. East, and then is it enough yeah. to get past the Warriors? Yeah, not, of course no. It's, no one is going to get past the Warriors. Not KD. No, with the KD, the ultimate weapon. This is their last hurrah. That's it. And it's over. Now, I've been saying that. It's, so no, one's gonna, it's not a, no one is going to beat the Warriors, bro. Everybody knows that. There's nothing they could do. KD is in Golden State. There's nothing anyone could do till KD leaves. But this puts the Sixers in that elite class where they can get past Kawhi and the Raptors and Kyrie and the Celtics exactly. and Giannis and the Bucks. Exactly. Because now Joel could be. And would be the best on the court. And now he has a real – he have two ba- two Robins. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. He's, got, he's having an MVP kind of year. So the other question on the Sixers that this comes down to, and this is sort of a larger issue, is Jimmy Butler's known for calling dudes out. Jimmy Butler's known for, 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 for yelling at folks. How do you think this will affect Markel Fultz, who, you know, missed – essentially all of last season w- with a case of the yips. And what is uh, what do you see going on with Markel here now? Because he's obviously going to fall out of the starting lineup with, with Jimmy coming in. So what do you see happening uh, with Markel here, Guru? There's something serious going on with Markel here, man. Uh, there's, there's, I think they're not really showing the magnitude of this little yips situation, you know, um, as far as. But do you think it's do you think it's the yips or do you think it's an injury? Do you think it's some combo with a both or? I think it's it's, I think they're both uh, together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a combination of both. And you know, it, you know, the goo always. You might think the goo is always far fetched here. You might think the goo is always stretching here. You might think the goo is always just talking. But it's something to say about the Markel folks, man. You know, the goo is about the horoscope. I like the signs, man. You know, I like I like to see a little different. And now Markel is a Gemini, born March 29th. May. May, I'm sorry, May 29th, May 29th. 2000, I mean 1998. Yeah, you sent me this link. I pulled yeah. it up here so I can look at it. May 29th, yep. two, uh, 1998, right? Yeah. And then Lesher is not a Baby. fan of the horoscope, right? So now, I'm a fan of the horoscope. I told this to Lesher. So Lesher, what is, Mar- uh, as a Gemini, right? 
yep. at his age, I mean, at his date of birth, right? What is his ailment as far as health situation? The health astrology, according to uh, according to this page that you, you said, says Gemini natives have, for May 29th, 1998, mm -hmm. his birthday, uh, Gemini natives have a horoscope predisposition to suffer from illnesses and ailments related to the area of the shoulders mm -hmm. and upper arms. Mm -hmm. A few of the possible illnesses and diseases are listed below, plus a chance to suffer. He's got muscular pains of various areas, car possible carpal tunnel, brain chemistry imbalances that are considered to be one of the first causes to contribute to mental illness and shoulder pains that are caused by an injury or disease of the shoulder joint. And you know what, man? Uh, I got to tell you, that gets uh, a little too close for comfort. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, that is right on the nose. I'm saying, with this little chemical mental imbalance, that's why I'm saying there's something deeper with that. Obviously, if people don't know what the yips is, it's when you have the ultimate nervous that you're so extremely, extremely nervous that you forget. Right, that subconsciously like, yeah, like you can't do you something. You can't do nothing. Like yeah. it just it just don't exist. It disappears. Now we see this in sports from time to time. Uh, the most uh, the one I'm most familiar with, the most famous in my mind, is Chuck Knobloch of the Yankees. This is a guy that played baseball for for <laughs> years and years my and man years. Chuck. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, a second baseman could not throw to first. If you remember, he'd field the ball and throw it past first base <laughs> over and over, and it was just a mental like could not find the first baseman. Markel seems to have the same problem with his shot, you know? Like, it, it's just, it's but it, awkward. See, the thing that gets me to it, if you too. you saw that foul you shot this week. You oh saw God. the thing, the thing, though, you got to see the trans, tra on trilation. I'm going to the transition here, right? With him. He has the mental thing, because there's now it's coming out. There's some type of mental situation going on, right? And the carpal tunnel situation. That's your hands with your fingers, right? Yeah. So your wrist and your wrist. So now you shoot. What do you shoot with? Your wrist and your, your wrist hand. motion. All right. So now, what do you what do you envision? What do you is your brain and envision? All that is what you think about before you see it go in, right? But if you don't have the same regularity because of the yips and what your situation is on him being May 29, nineteen ninety eight, guys. So dead, dead on. on. So you can see why at that free throw, all all of those things came out once because he really thought. I heard the interview. He really thought he's like I. Something was his brain. It's it like, slipped. It slipped. It slipped. Really, it didn't. It's just the whole couple eternal situation and his mind all chemically out of whack. And it's that, basically what I'm saying. It's a bigger issue here than than basketball. Can it be helped? Uh, is Markel Fultz a lost cause? Is he the kind of guy? I mean, can, he's the number one draft pick. Now, this is this is so absurd to see this happen to the number one draft pick. Now, some guys don't pan out the way you'd hope. But dude can barely play at this point, you know. Like he's 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 aggressive on the ball, and I like that. He's making good yeah, passes. That's what his sign says. Ain't got he's no aggressive. shot right now, though. It's is the I, it's, it's it's why we drafted him was for a shot. The thing with this type of situation, it's not no medicine he could take. It's not like you just take a pill and all of a sudden everything comes back. It's just he just got to work through it. Just got to work through it, man. And it, hopefully the Sixers will figure something out, but. They're giving him every possible chance, Guru. Every possible chance to do to to get better. The Sixers are giving it because they have so much invest. They can't even trade him at this point. You know, like he's he's there. He's, he's on the team. I mean, the Yips comes from like also some type of traumatic situation, dude. You know, I don't know what kind of something traumatic that happened or whatever, but. This is like this is this is the worst case I've seen in in an athlete. Yeah, and in basketball especially, yeah. I have never seen anything like this. <laughs> like this is the worst case I've seen in an athlete. To be honest with you. Well, I'm hoping he comes back around. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on from here. But I'm glad to hear that you think the Sixers uh, are, are legit now, and I'm glad to hear you think Butler is staying. I don't know if they give him the super max. I'd like to see him stay for a couple years. I'm a little concerned about the fact that uh, his age and his injuries, and you know, five years from now, Jimmy Butler is not a guy I necessarily want to be paying thirty million dollars. You know what I mean? Uh, to play. That said, for the next couple of years, I'll pay him whatever he wants because yeah, I'm going to get a parade. So you get three Eastern Conference championships. Bring it. That's what uh, we want. Yeah. <laughs> Put us in position. That's, you know, it's, that's what the process was about. The longest view in the room in order to put yourself in the best position to win multiple championships. So that, and my question on this is whether or not it's the longest view in the room. And I haven't, I haven't quite settled yet because it feels like it feels like Covington and Sharich on their contracts as assets and what they can do is a longer view. No, no, that said, those guys being traded for Butler is is amazing. That was a process. You yeah, build them it. to that, create the asset to exactly get bigger right. assets. Yep. That is a process. That's exactly it. You know, now instead of just trading, because the assets used to be the draft. Yep. Now the assets, now we already got the draft settled. Now we got to get the assets to be the superstars. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, it it's just, the process 2.0, man. It just hurts it's me. It's the process 2.0. Just live with the new type of process, hurts man. Hurts me in my heart, man. All right, so from one side of the Keystone State to the other guru, let's transition here and talk a little bit of football because the other what? the other big news talk is a little week, bit of what a little bit of football that's going on. I, I, Thank you, Adam Silver. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> taking everybody's fucking thunder. So the other question here is uh, this week, the big news story, uh, especially coming out of Pennsylvania, is that uh, Le'Veon Bell is not reporting for the Steelers. Essentially, he's taken this year off. That means they can't trade him. He's not going to get paid. But he's free at the end of the year, right? So the question I guess I have for you, Guru, is is this a smart move for, for Le'Veon? And is it a? how do you think it affects Bro. the Steelers? If you could take a whole year off of work and still got that bag, it's a hell of a move. <laughs> but you think he gets the money next year? He's gonna get the money. He, he's gonna get the money. What? This is it's kind of difficult to look at this because there's two sides, really, really two sides. And depending on your life experiences, I guess, on which side of the spectrum you come from, it's hard to choose. The guru is. I'm on both sides of the fence. You know, I'm about the organization and the big business, and I'm also about the player, you know. But most importantly, I'm also more about the player in a sense because the player is a business. So it's two businesses going against each other. You see, that's the difference. People looking at it as a player going against a team. No, it's a negotiation between two businesses, dude. It's fascinating. It's like, dude, why the the fan? That's what upsets me about people sometimes. It's not a fan. The fandom is so ridiculous. Le'Veon Bell is a brand. He is a business. He is not a player. You know, off the field, so then, he's a brand. It's yeah, the but, brand going to negotiate a deal just like any other business negotiate contractual situation. So the question becomes, was this a good business decision? Because Le'Veon Bell... Damn right. Well, because he's a, he's a commodity. He's valuable. They want him. He's needed. The market makes him valuable. Right now, he's winning because he's young, and he does what he does. Because if he's... Play like this. If he was uh, Samarji Pirine... Some name you don't even know. Right. What would happen? Would anybody give a shit? If he could play like he could, then we'd know the name. Exactly. Because Le'Veon, because he does well with his business, he grew his business up by working hard and doing what he's doing Okay, now. so here's my question on this then. 
What I mean by is it a good business decision is that Le'Veon Bell took a year off and James Conner is actually performing at the same level or better and Le'Veon's agent says that he wants to be paid as a franchise quarterback. How is he going to get that money well, next easy. year? Now, it's good for him easy. to take a year off. Guys, especially football players who can who can survive a year off and then play, it extends their career, it mm-hmm. works well. Injuries actually help in a way like that. Le'Veon doesn't even have an injury. This is even the best case scenario on this. But it, does it matter? I mean, James Conner has, has... Dude, it's easy. You know why? Because Le'Veon, no, he don't want to be in Pittsburgh. This is a... I'm not going to be in Pittsburgh Smart move. people don't want to be in Pittsburgh. Dude, he don't care. It, it could be like, Conner, bro, player to player, the player don't hate in the locker room because it's all about you eating. You know, it's all about every player getting that bread, getting, making, because every player knows they are a brand. They are a business. So right now, it's James Conner chance. Le'Veon knows he got 31 other teams. There's 31 other teams that will say yes to Le'Veon, bro. He knows that because of how valuable he is. He knows that. So just because one person said no, guess what, bro? That's but do you think he better. hurt his value by, by showing that James no. Conner uh, can perform at the same level? No, because no. you know why? Guess what? The, nobody else is going to have a James Conner. No. Yeah, because if he's performing at he's performing at the level that other teams that have running back are not performing. But it, to <laughs> me, it raises the question: Is it the system or the guy? Who don't who? You know the difference is it don't matter for Le'Veon because you know why? <laughs> you go get that. He check. got the check. He got the numbers. He got this. He. I mean, you could say whatever. That's the thing. System guy. The thing that makes it different because position wise, I'm gonna be honest with you. Running back is the only position that's really system proof. Because it's all about your own ability to escape a man chasing your ass. Yeah, it's a position about will. It's a position about will and natural God-given ability more than any other position in football. It's not about, it's about you have a guy that could block, and if somebody's not blocked, are you going to make a miss? That's what Le'Veon, there's no scheme for that. There's no, there's no system like, oh, my God. So how do you see this playing out, this decision by Le'Veon? How do you see it playing out in the future for the rest of the league and for, for other players? I love him being a pioneer because. This does feel like a, the you know, beginning of something. He's being a pioneer because they all know what the NBA is doing. The NBA is a player's league. This is all about the NBA versus oh, yeah. the NFL. I mean, we just talked about Jimmy yeah. Butler. He's what they're calling a, a pre-agent at yeah. this point, making his own decisions. This is, this is exactly what the. The thing is, people don't really, NBA and NFL players, that whole unit, they all, it's close to unit. They know what the hell is going on. They see what those guys are doing, they're getting. So now, the NFL players want that type of leverage. But the difference is, the NFL is totally, this is what makes the NFL and NBA different, all right? The NBA is based on superstars. Yeah. It's based on their marketing. It's like every it's, NBA elite stars. It's a superstar player it's a league. It's a superstar league. The NFL, even on the commercial, it's you know what you see? You see the shield. shield. The exactly NFL right. is about the shield. It's not about the players. Yeah. So that's what makes it a little bit different. They're battling something that's bigger than a, a human. Let me guess. Uh, is it? Um, I'm not a football expert. Is that what they're battling? Because that's, that's my guess. Is that? The, even like I said, the NBA is structured so different. That somehow the NFL players think they could be or uh, do what the NBA could well, do. Well, it's also it's a, a numbers game. Uh, you know, like fifty-five guys on a team to twelve, it changes the calculus when you've got you know you got to pay fifty-five dudes as opposed to twelve, and and who you're playing on the floor at any given time, and 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 how they relate to each other. I see what you're saying, and I, and I like that. So you think this is good for the players going forward? 
I mean, it's a, it's a good precedent, um, but I don't think it's going to be something natural. It's not going to be it's not going to be habitual because it's not going to be trendy because the play, the uh, the owners will cut this down. Yeah, I agree with <laughs> you. That. You know, so I don't see this really. Pr- I, I like the president. He's going to be remembered for doing this, but I don't see this happening often. Yeah, or even any time within the next 10, 20 years again. You can bet you can bet the owners are going to find a way to make the Kirk Cousins and Le'Veon Bell situations go away <laughs> in the in the near future. Kirk Cousins was different. Kirk Cousins just played their system. He played, that was different. Well, that's what I mean. They found a flaw in that system. Yeah, that system's yeah. going to change Kirk Cousins played their system. He stayed cool. He played their system and won. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of Kirk Cousins, uh, let's uh, do a little little quick preview here on Week 11 going forward. Cool. We, got, uh, we got a couple of games going on here that we need to talk about for, uh, for Week 11, and I know mm-hmm. we're running out of time here in this segment. The first one is, uh, is Rams-Chiefs, man. This is a heavyweight battle. It was supposed to be played in Mexico City, but the field was so bad that the NFL was like, uh, no. So now it's being played in L.A., even though L.A.'s on fire. It's apparently still better than, uh, than the field in Mexico. But aside from all that, these are... Two powerhouse Bro, teams. This is a potential you're Super Bowl. You talking about L.A. and Mexico? You could play in a fire in L.A. and it's better than what they're going to. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, but so let's let's talk about the game here because this is a potential Super Bowl matchup. I mean, uh, realistically, the Rams and the Chiefs, both teams cruising. Now, I don't believe in Andy Reid, but that's just me. Uh, what do you see happening in this game? Rams coming off, uh, they just beat the Seahawks this week, right? Uh, the, uh, yeah, another battle, another battle within the Seahawks, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and the, the Chiefs still rolling. Uh, beat the Cardinals. It beat the crap out of the Cardinals. Nah, the Cardinals week. covered, man, 26-14. Hey, they were supposed to beat the crap. Hold up, man, they covered, man. It was a 15-point spread, but they won. Oh, they can't. Hey, thank you, AZ. There you go. We'll take that. That's still beating the crap out of them, even though they covered. <laughs> what do you see happening, uh, Rams, Chiefs in L.A.? Isn't this the game? This is the game. Hey, didn't the NFL just won? <laughs> like, those son of a guns, bro. How do you always battle the NFL? Then they, they're like, you know what? Bring that back to the States, man. Forget all that Mexico City nonsense and 100,000. You know what? Bring it to L.A. Because I know people going to be in L.A. They put 100,000 in the Coliseum hey, if they that want. That Coliseum going to be popping. The stars are going to be coming out. Because that's the primetime Monday night game. Man, the NFL is amazing. The Shield is putting it on a show right now, man. And with all that said, I think I'm we might see the first expert. game that's the first NFL game that's going to be um, 79 <laughs> to yeah, right. Take the 78. Over. <laughs> Take the over. We might get one. our first 200 combined. We might get an NBA score. We might get the old school NBA 1990s NBA score, man. You remember the, <laughs> this is the, Knicks, the Knicks, Knicks Pacers? Yeah, the <laughs> Alonzo Mourning and the Heats versus uh, the Bulls. It might be 77 or 67, dog. Charles Oakley grinding it out, <laughs> making guys that score like 70 points. <laughs> so who do you like in this game, Guru? Man, 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 man. You know, I thought Sean McVay. It's probably the third to fourth best offensive coordinator in the league. And he lost to one of the ones I believe is better than him, in Sean Payton. And I think he's going to lose to the one that I think that's better than him as well, in Andy Reid. 
and I'm going to go the other way on this one, but my reasoning is not Andy Reid. <laughs> I think, I, you know, I always think of Andy Reid as a reason to, to, has a way to screw up a game he will. Mm. But I'm taking the Rams in this one, and I'm taking it because it's in L.A. If this game is in Kansas City, that changes everything because that stadium is bananas and it's cold, and playing in Kansas City in November is, is, is a lot harder to go to. The Rams at home, instead of having to go to Mexico— I think these teams are fairly even matched. I'm going to take the Rams in this one and the over. And you know what? The, the Rams losing Cooper Cup, the receiver with a torn ACL, I oh, think yeah, that's, that's going to make a really, really difference moving forward. It might not be this week, but moving forward, I think that's going to come. They're going to play a good a role. All right, so we talked about uh, Kirk Cousins before. We have uh, the Vikings and the Bears this weekend in a battle of the uh, the NFC the North. The battle of the North, and we ain't talking about Canada. No, no, this isn't Santa and the elves, man. This is a. Uh... It's close enough to Canada. <laughs> so, so what do you like this? I mean, this should be an, a, a layup for the Vikings, right? No, man. Why, why, why are you going, Matt? What do you see? What Chicago is doing over there, man? I do. You know, do you see what Chicago's doing? You see what Nagy's doing? You see what Matt Nagy is doing with the Chicago Bears? The Bears, man? What well, he's making Mitch Happy Feet Trubisky look like a <laughs> Pro Bowl quarterback, man? Happy Feet Trubisky. Are you serious? Now, this and is. With that said, yes, the Vikings coming out of a bye. The Vikings with Zimmer. The Vikings should be on their stride and so what I call this is the IHOP season is the pancake season is the season of stacking they got to start stacking <laughs> W's right now it's the stacking W's time it's pancake season pancake stack season. them cakes baby stack Damn cakes. Hashtag pancake season. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the Bears, of course, at the top of this division, a bit of a surprise. Is this where it changes? Is this where Minnesota yeah, claims think, this and runs yeah, with it? I think this is the change. That I, that's exactly what happened. The Bears going to be battling for that for the wild card. Um, you know, with the CRs, Fox, you know, teams like that, the last spot. Um, but I don't see them winning this game. All right. So then, moving to the next one is another, what at the beginning of the season looked to be a tremendous matchup, possible NFC Championship game, now is going to be a struggle, is the Eagles and the Saints. Now, the Eagles came off a, a very lackluster game against the Cowboys on Sunday night, which, by the way, if you listen to Trash Talk last week, I called. I was worried about that shit because those, those, those guys looked way too overconfident going into that game, and they got chumped by the Cowboys in this. That said, after they get chumped, the Eagles have, tended to turn back and play better against other teams. What do you see happening in New Orleans this week when the uh, Super Bowl champion Eagles head down to the hottest team in football? The hottest, man. El Caliente, man. No lie, no lie, no lie, no lie. Representing. Uh, what's going to happen with this situation? Mm. You know what's going to happen? It's the end of E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, no, F-E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, F-E-A-G. Well, this is this is a, a, a do-or-die game. This is a must-win for the Eagles if they want to keep their season must. alive. This is more than a must-win. two games behind the Redskins. They lost to the damn Cowboys last weekend. Now, they got... They got two games left against the Redskins. They got more games against the uh, the Cowboys. They got, I think, one more against the Cowboys and games against the Giants. They could conceivably... 
take the division, but with two games, Redskins got a two-game advantage. This is, I mean, this is all or nothing for, for the Birds this week, right? The Birds are going to come here desperate. They're going to come there desperate. They're going to come out with the, the bag of tricks. I mean, they're going to be Philly, like. Philly, Philly. I'm talking about from Philly, Philly to freaking the whole cereal with that rabbit. <laughs> tricks are for kids, man. I'm talking about they're going to do everything <laughs> they can over there in Philly. You know, they might even put Jimmy Butler in a helmet, man. They do anything they can right now because they are in desperation mode. And with that said, I think Sean Payton going to take his foot and put that right there on uh, Dougie P's neck with right. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, hey, he's in my fantasy too. Mark Ingram going to ball out with Alvin! Alvin! You know about Mr. Kamara. Mr. Kamara. <laughs> uh, I got I to gotta tell you, man, the, uh, that team, I can only imagine if Des Bryant doesn't get injured last week, which is a, a tremendous loss for them. If, if he doesn't get injured in practice last week, that team is fucking scary as it is now. With Des Bryant out there catching balls from Drew Brees, that's almost unstoppable. And, uh, and, and for the rest of the league's sake, thank God for that injury. I mean, you never want to say that because, honestly, we want Des back. I want to see him play. We want him on the field. Mm -hmm. But, man, for the rest of the NFC in general, they needed that injury or else this team was just a man, juggernaut. dude, it didn't matter with Des or without Des. You still think they got it? Yeah, I mean, Des didn't make no impact. Well, he doesn't play for chance yet. No, no, we even... If Dez would have made an impact, he won't be in, they won't pick him up from the streets in week 10. If, if Let me just rephrase this. If the team is going to make an impact, because there's a 31 other teams that need an impact player, and they took, they wait till week 10, trust me, Dez was just a, what you call the icing on the cake. Come because on, you know what man. that was? That was going to be a shot at Jerry Jones because we all know the, the history with Sean Payton and the Dallas Cowboys with Jerry. He was going to get Jerry's boy because New Orleans go to Dallas in a couple weeks, and he was going to use Jerry's boy to give Jerry the finger. That's what Sean Payton was going to do. That's the unfortunate shit because he got that in his whole time. I'm going to wait two weeks so I get Dez, get him in shape, so bust Jerry Jones' ass Cut him right and away. Cowboys. Cut him right away again. <laughs> All right, Guru, we are running out of time here, but we got to get one more game he here before we – uh, this, this super long segment one is the, the uh, you're, you're watching the Redskins. H-T-T-R. And the, the, the Tennessee Titans in a battle of Houston division Texans. leaders. Houston The formerly <laughs> Houston Texans, yes. Uh, the Redskins and the Houston Texans. What am I thinking? Tennessee Titans. Yeah, they the do, Houston Texans. They, they, they do exist. I don't know. Remember. The, uh, Showing your A's, right, man. The Oilers. The old Oilers. <laughs> The, uh, the the Washington Redskins and the uh, and the Houston Texans uh, battling for uh, for playoff ceilings. Can can the Redskins keep this up? Woo! Yeah, this is a bad. This is a matchup right here. This is a good matchup. I love it. Uh, oh man. Oh man. I don't even know. What to, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm so happy it's a home game, but I'm scared. Just like the way you're weary about last week about the, yeah. the, um, the Cowboys. I'm worried about Deshaun Watson. I'm very weary about him because he's an unscripted type of player. And unscripted type of player gives problem to a lot of team and defenses. And that worries me. So what do you think? Where are you putting, uh, where are you putting your money on this one? I mean, I, I, I had to put my money on a very close tight game. And you know what? Since Ben ain't here right now, 
I'm betting with my heart. That was your heart. I'm betting with my heart, baby. My heart, baby. Both is. of them. I'm the only one I got two hearts. My heart is so big it spreads two sides. <laughs> with that, speaking of Ben Carey, let's take a quick break and we'll go into segment two. We'll come back in segment two. We got your call outs and shout outs from week 10. We got our, our uh, bets with Ben segment with Ben Carey from the Currency Kings. And yeah, uh, you know, we got a two minute drill to end this thing out. How's that sound? Trash Talk Radio, back again. Segment two, Guru, you know what that means. Got plug Plug time. Got plug, plug, plug time. Trash Talk Radio at TrashTalkRadio.com, brought to you by the World of Sports Network.com. World of Sports Network, connecting the world through the sports we love. You got to head over to the World of Sports Network.com page. We got the, uh, the Trash Talk Radio on there. We got a bunch of other stuff from the on-court, off-court to the, uh, the uh, My Opinion with Denton Day. And make sure you head over to the World of Sports Network YouTube page. The YouTube page of the World of Sports Network.com and subscribe. Make sure you don't miss any of the fun we're having here at Trash Talk Radio. You can see the whole show, everything we're doing. So head on over there. If you're looking for me, Lestro, I'm on Twitter every day at More or Lestro. At More or Lestro on Twitter. And the Guru is on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. Guru's Film Room, it's just his thoughts. Just his thoughts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Yes, sir. One more time for the people in the cheap seats, TrashTalkRadio.com. And Guru, what's that hashtag? That's 10K for TTR. All right, man. So now that we got that out of the way, let's take one final look back at, uh, at week 10 before we move into week 11. So let's, uh, let's get Guru's call-outs and shout-outs. The, uh, the call-outs and the shout-outs of the week, these are the guys that need to be recognized in one way or another. We do the, the call-outs. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. And the shout-outs. Oh my god, the heck out of it. Every week here on uh, on Trash Talk Radio. So Guru, let's talk with the shout-outs. Let's uh let's start with the guys who need to be uh I'm sorry, the call-outs. The guys who need to be called out for their performance uh, uh this this Sunday. Who you got who you calling out? Hey, we're calling out we're starting out with a call out veteran. Oh you know, with a call out veteran, he might be the guy that's been called out the most out of the call out history catalog. You know, <laughs> I'm talking about the mountain man, Rocky Mountain High, because he's smoking on some Gorilla Glue, you know, on some Denver Broncos High. Mr. John Elway, once again, for sacrificing my man Vance Joseph, sacrificial limb. <laughs> this man, his family, everybody's getting embarrassed because everyone is thinking Vance Joseph can't coach. No, John Elway gave this man a JV player playing varsity-level football. Oh, shit. He gave JV players playing varsity-level football. This man is going to lose his job because of John Rocky Mountain High Elway. And I'm calling your ass out again, and I'm probably going to call your ass out again next week. Oh, my God, the heck out of here. Yeah, John, go back to selling cars. It worked better than trying to find quarterbacks. All right, so John Elway gets another call-out by the guru, a record-holding call-out by the guru. Oh, my God, the heck out of here. Who else are we calling out this week? Hey, I'm calling out the F-E-A-G-L-E-S. They're fraud. They're feagles. Them boys played against a walking dead team, a team that... (laughs) Just walking, waiting to That's get their funny. ass knocked the hell out, you know, like from Friday, 
They've, since Friday, they've been trying to get their knock, get the hell knocked out. And then next Friday, they will also try to get their next rock out. Y'all send that check, man. That's a free plug. Like ice Cube. <laughs> but needless to say, coming from a buy, a home game, a home, a Sunday night primetime game, and not only did y'all get embarrassed, but Ezekiel Elliott jumped and hurdled over you standing up. The Philadelphia one sucker punch Super Bowl winning champion. The Douglas, the Buster Douglas of Super Bowl champions. Oh, dude. The Buster Douglas of Super Bowl champions. I am calling your asses out. Oh, my, get the heck out of here. The Buster Douglas, dude, that hurts. The Buster. Oh, my, get the heck out of here. All right, all right. Who else are we calling? And my last call out. That was fucking rough. Hey, we all remember this in the beginning of the year. Hey, hey, who's the Jacksonville? Hey, who's the, um... The, the Arizona quarterback, he sucks. Who's this quarterback? He sucks. Every quarterback sucks. Jalen Ramsey, you ass not listening to Kendrick Lamar and be humble. The guru been waiting for this week because I know your asses ain't going to the playoff. So, yes, I'm going to call your arrogant ass out because guess what? Who got one of the worst quarterback in the NFL? Uh, Jacksonville? Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So, Jason I mean, Jalen Ramsey, and who else got one of the most highly highly touted corner that's not performing to be the number one corner? The Jacksonville Jaguars. So, Jalen Ramsey, I am calling your arrogant ass out. Come on, man. Wrong one. Oh, my God, the heck <laughs> out of You know, Jacksonville, they got their ass handed to them this weekend, didn't they? <laughs> wasn't it? A, that was a, a, a an upset game there where they, they the should. The Colts? No, nah, it wasn't an upset. The no, Colts I'm sorry, 29-26. The Colts were better than them. Yeah, and they, they beat them pretty well. All right, so now that we got the call-outs out of the way, we got the uh, – we, we got John Elway, we got the Eagles, and we got uh, Jalen Ramsey that are all getting called out oh for this God week. Oh, get the heck out of here. Let's do a couple shout-outs. Who needs to be recognized for their performance this week? Guru, who you got? Yes, boy, hey, yes, boy. My first recognition is the New England Patriots of the South, the Tennessee Titans. Who are the New England Patriots of the South? Because they got all the throwaways Patriots players, the Patriot coaches. They got everything New England Patriots in Nashville, Tan I Key. Y'all don't know about that reference, kids. But <laughs> <laughs> just for handing Bill Belichick the hoodie, why do you think I'm not wearing no hoodie no more? For handling the hoodie, the hoodie, uh, ass whooping in the music city, the city of music, the country music capital. All y'all Bostonian coming down there and listening to country music and Tennessee Titans, Mariota, 16 for 24, 228, two TDs. The guru is shouting you out. Yes, boy, yes, boy. Yeah, man, that's a hell of a game. No one, I mean, you could have picked the Titans, but not to win by 24. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, so who else are we shouting out this week? You know what? The guru's been very hard on this guy, mainly on this team. But, you know, the guru's taking a softer stance, man. The Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky, and company. Happy feet? Khalil Mack. Not on this. He's getting a shout out. All right. My bad. Khalil Mack. Yes, you boy. Know, yes, boy. The whole D. Hey, Mr. Jackson. Hey, Jackson out there. The safety for the Bears is one of the best safety as far as ball hawk in the league. 
I see you, big dog. The Chicago Bears, first place right now in the NFC North. The guru, out of nowhere. The guru's proud of you guys, and I'm call, I'm giving you guys a shout-out. Yes, boy, yes, boy. Bears this week picked up a win over the Lions uh, uh, 34-22 as well. So the Bears yes, get the shout-out. And who's our final shout-out of the week, uh, uh, Guru? We got, the, uh, we got the Titans, we got the Bears. Who else? You know what? This has been a long time coming. And you know what? They deserve it. The whole city, the whole, it's not even a, it's a city, it's not a state. The whole city of Buffalo. Buffalo, it's a whole damn region The out whole there, region, man. the whole Niagara Falls, the whole Canada, everything that has to do with Buffalo. If you are bills, if you pay bills, if you get bills, <laughs> any bills that come to you, man, I'm telling you, I am shouting y'all out because you did not play the Peterman. Because of the decision of not playing Nathan Peterman, the whole organization, the whole city, everything that stands with a bill, from the Bill of Rights to Bill O'Reilly <laughs> to every bill, from Bill Clinton to all the bills out there, man. With the exception I, of Bill Belichick. <laughs> I accept Bill Belichick. Anyone that has two Bs, no, he gets one too because the Buffalo Bills are two Bs. <laughs> so everyone that has two Bs in your name, you guys are getting, even if you're a bastard, you are getting shout out to all the bastards out there, all the Bills Mafias. I am shouting y'all out because you didn't play Nathan Dapiterman. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. That was for you, Johnny Cab. Uh, getting in there yes, watching boy, that yes, game. Boy. They not only did not play Nathan Peterman in what could have been literally the worst game ever played. <laughs> the uh, the Bills ran up the Jets, man, forty-one to ten. I was surprised not to see uh, Bulls and the Jets in your in your callouts this week, considering how poorly they played against like the eight-string quarterback uh, uh, Barkley, who hasn't thrown a pass in, since two thousand sixteen. Forty-one hey, to ten. Hey, str- hey, as long as he's not the Peterman. Right, that's yes, boy, yes, boy. That's exactly yes, right. As long as he's not the Peterman. All right, Guru. So that is our uh, our our shoutouts for the week. Are the uh, the the Titans, the Bears, and the Buffalo, and anybody who's ever paid a bill. Those are <laughs> you're getting your uh, you're getting your shout yes, out boy, this yes, week. Boy. All right, so now that we finished looking back at Week Ten. We're gonna take a quick look ahead to Week Eleven for the upcoming weekend. We're gonna look like we always do in our bets with Ben segment with Ben Carey from thecurrencykings.com. Now this week we're doing it a little bit different. We had a bit of a timing problem with Ben this week, so we were unable to get him live on the air with us. So we got a, a video of him giving us his picks. Remember to head to thecurrencykings.com. He's got free picks over there every day. You can bet right there on the site. Make sure you go to bet. DSI and use the hashtag the hashtag use the uh, the promo code TTR on betdsi.com they're going to match up to $500 of your betting that's free money guru and as we always say here you want to don't bet with your heart bet with Ben Ben Carey from thecurrencykings.com What's up, guys? It's Ben here, back at it again for some college football and NFL picks. Last week, we went even. Uh, this week, we are going to do really well. I'm betting on it. First game, we're going to dive into, of course, we start with college football like every week. We got Ohio State, Maryland, and Ohio State is actually favored by 14 points on the road against Maryland. But in this one, we are actually going to go for the over of 58 points. The Buckeyes defense is pretty bad. So is the Terrapins. 
Uh, both teams should be able to score in this one willing, willingly. I'm actually surprised the over-under is set at 58. I thought it'd be closer to around 64. So I think there's some serious value here. Uh, over is 8-3 in the Terrapins' last 11 games as a home underdog. Over is 7-3 in the Buckeyes' last 10 road games. So we are going with the over of 58 in this one. Next game, we have Oregon. Minus four at home. Arizona State has surprised me this year uh, with the first year head coach Herm Edwards. I didn't see them winning as many games as they have. They actually have a chance to represent the Pac-12 South in the championship game for the Pac-12. Very surprising there. Oregon, though, is at home in this one. They've looked good at home. On the road, not so, not so good. The Ducks are 6-2 and two against the spread in their last eight games um, as a home favorite of 3-10 to 10 points. So, obviously, in this one, a favorite of minus 4. Go with the Ducks in this one. Uh, one more game I like before we jump into the pre premier game is Washington State. They are favored by 9.5 against uh, the uh, Arizona Wildcats. Cougars. Uh, one of the best teams, I think the best team in the Pac-12. Uh, they should win this one by two touchdowns. They're 8-1 in their last nine games as a favorite and 9-1 and in their last 10 home games. So go with the Cougars at 9.5. Premier game, we have Syracuse on the road against Notre Dame. Notre Dame uh, is 10.5 point favorites in this one. Both teams are ranked. Notre Dame needs to win this one to get into that college football playoff if they lose they're pretty much done it in my eyes uh, Syracuse has a really good quarterback in Dungy but Ian Book should be back in this one he was out last week I like the uh, Irish um, to cover um, and win by two touchdowns so go with the Irish uh, I believe the line is at 10 and a half so go with the Irish at 10 and a half so now we'll jump into the NFL uh, we have a few plays here as always First game, uh, we have the Denver Broncos. Yes, my Denver Broncos. You see it uh, behind me, and, and you know, um, if you've been listening, I'm a Denver Broncos fan. It's been a disappointing year, but they are seven-point underdogs in this one. They are on the road against the L.A. Chargers. Now, the L.A. Chargers basically do not have a home field advantage. They didn't in San Diego. They don't in the new L.A. Stadium. Actually, in this one, there will be more Bronco fans in attendance than Charger fans themselves. So there is no home field advantage. Uh, so that, that kind of plays into the over-under. Well, the over-under and, of course, the point spread. Uh, Denver at, at plus seven. The Broncos have lost uh, some close games to some really good teams. Texans, Rams, Chiefs, they all lost uh, by a touchdown. And then the Ravens, uh, that game, well, that wasn't close, but Ravens are a good team as well. So Broncos ha have played some tough teams. The Chargers are 7-2, and two, but they do not have a tough schedule. They beat up on, on the Raiders. Um, they played some um, pretty easy teams. They played, I believe, San Francisco. Uh, I think they're a little overrated in this one, and I think the line should be closer to three points. So I actually am going with the Broncos um, at plus seven. And then back to the home field advantage, Chargers are 10 and 23 against the spread in their last 33 home games. There's no surprise there, obviously. Um, 
considering they don't really have a home field advantage. Next game, this is uh, strictly a gut play. There aren't really too many trends to support this one. I have the Falcons minus three at home against the Dallas Cowboys. I think the uh, Falcons will have a really strong performance against the Cowboys at home, and I like for them to win by touchdown. We'll keep that one nice, nice and simple. The next game, Texans minus three. Uh, this is an interesting game. Texans are coming off a, a bye, and I believe they're, they're gonna come in ready to roll. They play the Washington Redskins. Redskins are at home in this one, but the Redskins came off a win last week against the Buccaneers, but that was a game they actually shouldn't have won. They had um, three turnovers forced in, in the uh, red zone, but if the Bucs could convert just one of those touchdowns, they win. So uh, they were letting the uh, Buccaneers get into their territory. You know, we have to give credit where cre credit's due. They did force some turnovers, but at the same time, uh, if they don't force just one of those turnovers, they lose that game. So I think there's some serious value in the Texans at minus three. I think it should be closer to four or five points. So I like the Texans in this one to win on the road. Texans are five and one against the spread in their last six games as a road favorite. So go with the Texans. Last one I have for you, Vikings Bears. This is a Sunday night affair. Uh, this is actually in Chicago, Vikings on the road. We're going with the under of 45 and a half in this one. This is gonna be a very cold game, uh, around 25 degrees with a 10 to 12 a mile per hour wind. So it's gonna be super chilly. Uh, I'm glad I won't be in attendance at that one or playing in this one. Uh, this is a divisional game. Both teams know each other. The Vikings are actually 21-7, and seven in the last 21-8 uh, NFC North games. And those have actually gone under. So 21 and seven to the under, uh, last 21 have gone under. Um, or excuse me, the last um, 28 games, 21 of those have gone under. Just want to make sure we get that clear. So I, I really like the uh, under in this one. I'm expecting a score of maybe 20 to 17 in this one, a lower scoring game. Uh, they'll look to run the ball, both teams, and uh, yeah, go with the under in this one. Expecting a really big week. Um, super excited about this this uh, this week and weekend of, of plays, and we should uh, come up on on top. Good luck, everyone. As always, head to thecurrencykings.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter for all free picks um, throughout the week, and make sure to use TTR on BetDSI, and you you actually get. Um, a, a deposit they'll match you up to now it's 50 percent. so make sure to uh head to bet dsi use promo code ttr to uh, get that deposit bonus and play some of these bets if you've been following us all all year uh, we've done very well um we'll keep it up this weekend and uh best of luck to everyone All right, Guru, we're going to hope Ben did a little bit better this week than he did last one. He's still even, 3-3-1 three, three, and one last week. Even Steven, That's baby. That's like three or four weeks in a row just breaking even. We're still ahead two on weeks. the year. I'll give him that two weeks in a row. Yeah, and we're still ahead on the year, mm -hmm, though. Mm -hmm. But we're hoping to break it out this week. Let's get it, baby. Don't forget, betdsi.com, promo code TTR. 
All right, Guru, now we are almost out of time here on the show, so that brings us to the end, and uh, we're going to do a little two-minute drill. Let's roll, baby. Let's get it. All right, here's how we play the two-minute drill here on Trash Talk Radio. Uh, every week, this is our chance to get uh, all the things we didn't have a, an opportunity to talk about on the show. I put two minutes on the clock. I start lobbing questions. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. All right, Guru, Carmelo Anthony and the Rockets appear to be on the outs finally. Where do you see Melo going uh, this year, or is this the end we see in Melo? Oh, man, it's so sad seeing a great boxer battered and bruised. Right? Seeing a Mike Tyson biting ears. <laughs> seeing a Joe Montana throwing balls in Kansas City. Wearing red. Seeing Adrian Peterson running for the Redskins. That looks pretty good, though. I got to admit. Look good. Uh, you know. But you know what? You don't want to see stuff like that, man. You don't, man. No? You don't. You don't think, you don't think he plays this year? I think he has something like best Miami, to say, Orlando. You know what? I think the NBA should just put his ass in Milwaukee. No, <laughs> really? You know, put his ass somewhere like what Belichick or whoever, what um the guy from uh, San Antonio did a, a Toronto guy. You know what? He would actually work really well in San Antonio. No, he won't. The pop. No, he oh, won't. Isolation ball. That's true. He's he won't point. work. You point. know what he's going to work at? Right. You wrong. know what he's good at? Right. He goes to the rocker and go play one-on-one. Remember when we grew up playing 21? Yeah. That's when he will be in street ball. That's what he's good at, man. Melo, your NBA days are done, man. Put the hoodie on and start rooking guys on the playground. <laughs> I love that idea. Hey, you mentioned the uh, D.C. here. I want to ask you about this. Uh, Josh Norman of, of the Redskins this week said that the D.C. fans were not behind him. He said they play better on the road because uh, their, their fans are not behind him. What do you think of this? You're I think Josh, fans. hey, Josh Norman, I'm calling your ass out for saying something so freaking oh ridiculous. Get the heck out of here. D-H-T-T-R. You know what? I'm going to be the first one for next week preview. In fact, it's over. Next week, Josh Norman, it will be on the Google's call out list for saying that shit. Oh my God. Get the heck out of here. There it is. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right, Guru. So then the uh, the next one here is uh, Hugh Jackson joins the Cincinnati coaching <laughs> staff this week. Uh, what do you think of this move? Oh, man. Uh, a fired Browns coach, Hugh Jackson. Went uh, to the Bengals. Is now in the Bengals. We're going joining to, Marvin Lewis. Who's going to get fired this year? Right. You know, so, hey, what did it say? Misery loves company. Yeah, man, this does not instill me with confidence. All right, two more. Real quick, I heard the horn here. Uh, Draymond or KD, who you got in this fight? Draymond called KD a bitch and, uh, and got uh, suspended for a game. Uh, who do you like here? Easy. You know who's more important and valuable? KD. You know who, who got suspended? No, KD. Because you know why? Because at the end of the day, KD want, KD's the reason why they got a dynasty. Draymond ain't. Draymond is going to be one of the reasons the dynasty is going to be gone. I disagree. I think KD leaves this year. You got to re-sign Draymond because when they didn't have Draymond on the floor, they lost to the goddamn hey, Cavaliers. What? Hey, since hey, every time they have KD on the floor, they never lost a, uh, an NBA championship. That's a fair point. All Put right, it like that. Without KD there, there is no championship because wherever KD goes, they're going to be the champion. All right, final question, Guru. This week we lost a giant as uh, as Stan Lee of Marvel Comics passed away at the age of 95. He kind of invented our mythology of right now. So my question for you is, Guru, if you were a, if you were a Marvel character, who would you be and or do you have a favorite Marvel character of or movie? Course, who you man. like, man? Come on, man. The Guru, man. I'm a rugged guy, man. I'm a rugged just animal. I want that Wolver motherfucking ring. Yeah. I want to heal, baby. I want the power of not getting sick. I want that whole power. You could give me any disease. I don't care. That's what the gooey like. And then I'll slice the shit out you. <laughs> and what, man? I could take a bullet. I could take an atomic bomb. I could take everything. Why not? And but see, you know what else? I want to be after that. 
I want to be beast, man, because I want to be smart as a motherfucker <laughs> and, keep it, and keep my deep voice. And see, that's me. I want to be the smartest. I'm, I'm the Incredible Hulk, man. The angrier I get, the stronger I want to get. That's I just want to smash. Lestro smash! <laughs> and with that said, you just smashed the shit out of this episode, Lester. And that is the time we have on Trash Talk Radio this week. Our thanks to Ben Carey from TheCurrencyKings.com. Our thanks to Evliana Productions for making us look good. Find your way over to the YouTube page and subscribe. Make sure you see all of this. Uh, until next time, my name is Lestro. And it's the G to the U to the R to the U. You better don't sample that shit. Thanks for listening. TTR. I'm sampling that shit. <laughs> I ain't sample that shit. <laughs> Everything that has to do with Buffalo. If you're Bills, if you pay Bills, if you get Bills, 